At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible. With a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. Greetings and salutations. We are recording episode 19 of Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. So just a little recap. This podcast is not just for the veterans and the first responders, the emergency service workers. It's also for their families so that family members have a better idea of how to help support and communicate with their veteran partners, friends, spouses, family members, fathers, daughters. And today we are talking about an extremely uh, important one, the barriers to healing. We can tell you all the tips and tricks and rules in the world, but if you don't work on the barriers, you're going to have a tough, tough road getting to where you need to go. So barriers to healing. So let's just start from the top. Life is tough no matter who you are. It's a tough go. It just is. It's the way it is. And no matter who you are, you're going to go through trauma. You're going to have a rough go. Bad things are going to happen to you, around you, because of you in some cases. So no matter who you are, you're going to have to figure out how to overcome trauma. And personal development has to be on the radar for everybody. For everybody. None of us are perfect. We all got room for improvement. And we all struggle in one way or another. As the great Theo Fleury said on my other show, the Mikey Show podcast, that it's not one out of five who have mental health issues. It's five out of five. That's true. It's true. And the more trauma you have, the tougher life is. So if you have PTSD, PTSI, whatever you want to call it nowadays, you have a bigger hill to climb. And you got two choices. Move forward or watch yourself degenerate and your life get worse instead of better. But if you do nothing, you'll get nothing. That is a guarantee. The more you overcome with your OSI, your operational stress injury, the more you overcome, the more work that you do on yourself, for yourself, through therapy, through personal personal development skills, the better your capacity is going to be. Now, when you when you look around, you see people of all walks of life, all kinds of different income levels. And this has been studied quite extensively, uh, who makes most money. And generally, it's people with a higher IQ, but that's not all there is to the story. There are all kinds of people with whopping genius-level IQs that don't have a penny to their name. Because there also has to be the other side of it, the EQ side of it, the emotional quotient. And I know that'll make some people's eyes roll because, oh, there's no empirical evidence. It's freaking obvious. It's right in front of you. If people who are dealing with trauma don't deal with that trauma, their ability to generate an income for themselves is greatly reduced. Uh, Just look in prison. You think they're all idiots in prison? No. No. Some are, and and most, though, are dealing with trauma, the vast majority of people in prison. And their life skill level 
is simply lower. So they see things in such a way that making the wrong decision makes all the sense in the world to them because their emotional quotient is low. Their emotional maturity, their emotional intelligence is low. So they act out, maybe they're violent, they make bad decisions, and they end up in jail. That's not all of them, of course. I'm speaking in generalities. At the end of the day, the higher your emotional quotient, the higher your capacity to live a full life. doesn't mean it's a guarantee. Having a high IQ is not a guarantee of a full and healthy life or a full and healthy income. And there are no guarantees. IQ, of course, is a big, big helper. It's a, it's a huge factor. And there's not a lot we can do about that. Your IQ is what it is. You can educate yourself more, but you can't increase your IQ. You can't increase your ability to fully understand and absorb the information that you're learning. Just because you know it doesn't mean you know it. But your EQ, on the other hand, although it is a tough road, there are all kinds of resources, uh, self-help books, personal development books, that will help get you to where you need to be. Uh, when we do peer support group, uh, in-person stuff, uh, some people call it psych ed, psychological education. Some people can call it personal development. Call it what you will, but it's the difference between a constructive life and constructive way of looking at the world and a destructive life and a destructive viewpoint. So we're going to start with, actually, we're going to focus on today the number one barrier to healing, at least that I've seen. If somebody would like to put a different topic ahead of the number one, hey, let's do it. And of course, there are outlying factors such as uh, chemical poisoning from things like malefiquin. Yeah, I, I get it. So there are exceptions to every rule. But in general, any kind of negative way of looking at things is destructive to your life. It's just not helping build. It's only holding you back or even tearing your life down. So the number one, the number one barrier to your personal development is the victim mentality. The victim mentality because you can't suck and blow at the same time. You can't build your life while you're holding it back. The victim mentality are the chains that we have on ourselves because of the choice that we make to not take responsibility or our own actions, or to believe that it's all about us. The victim mentality is your ego at its worst. The counter to the victim mentality is realizing that things don't happen to you, they happen around you. They don't happen to you, they happen around you. If somebody hates you, and they do something terrible to you, or say something terrible to you, it feels like it's about you, but it's not. It's about them. Healthy people that feel good about themselves don't attack other people. Healthy people don't attack other people. Big people don't try to squash people that need a hand up. People that are in a good place that have a high emotional intelligence, a high EQ, will only try to lift you up, not stick your head under the water. When you're drowning, people that are full and healthy and feel good about themselves only want to help others when they see them struggling. People with a low EQ, they want to 
push down and tear down anybody that they feel is in a better position than them. Not consciously, because that would just be evil. But they do it subconsciously or unconsciously because it hurts them to see somebody outperform them. If you are growing your life, uh, taking a course, uh, following a dream of any sort, you will see these people because they're the ones that are tr- that are the naysayers that are trying to hold you back. You have to stay away from those people as much as you can. And in PTSD recovery, you have to really look at yourself and 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 decide: Am I one of those people? Am I one of those people that shit on other people's dreams? And then I just give myself a pass by calling myself a realist. Am I one of those guys? Am I one of those people? Am I a detractor instead of an encourager? Do I tear people down instead of supporting them? Tough questions to ask. Really tough questions to ask. But they are important. Things don't happen to you. It's not about you. If you are wounded during battle, the wound you have received was nothing personal. The person who pulled the trigger didn't shoot you because of anything you did. They shot you because it was their job to do so. The rifleman on the other side had no idea of who you are and had no notion of you whatsoever. You still got shot, but it wasn't about you. It happened to you, but it wasn't about you as a person. If you are a woman and you suffer through a rape, or a man for that matter, if you are raped, the rapist's violent actions were not a result of anything that you did. It was not your fault. You didn't provoke the assault in any way. Rape is intolerable and is a result of the massive faults and insecurities of the rapist. It is their sickness. It is not your fault. When watching something horrible happen to us, when something horrible happens to us, we must take care to not let the action redefine who we are. If you are diagnosed with cancer, the worst thing you can do is to start calling yourself a cancer victim. What you are is alive. So act alive. If you have cancer in your body and you're still breathing, then you're already a cancer survivor. You don't have to wait for remission to be a survivor. You are a survivor from the moment you get the diagnosis. Choosing to be a survivor instead of a victim will put you in the correct mental state required to travel forward toward health. The choice of a positive state over a negative state is always available to you, regardless of the circumstance. You can always choose. Make the good choice. There, as an extreme example, there are countless stories of detainees from Nazi death camps who were in good spirits and who never gave up the hope of survival. The people who were fortunate enough not to be murdered and who maintained the choice of staying in a positive state were the ones who managed to survive starvation and death. If a death camp survivor can refuse to be a victim, I'm pretty sure you can too. If you are feeling sorry for yourself, 
then try to imagine someone who has dealt with far worse circumstances and yet never complains. That's a good role model to have, good mentor to have. These are the types of people that understand they have the power to choose their state of mind. When you choose the victim mentality, you're choosing to be powerless. You're choosing to be powerless. Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth, fabulous book, teaches us that it is our attachment to ego, our false sense of self, that fuels the victim mentality. Being a victim is like being in a, an exclusive club that awards us with the attention of others. When you are a victim, you rush to any willing ear that will let you tell your story. What you are seeking is sympathy so that your self-made label of being a victim will be reinforced. Yes, it's good to have somebody listen. Just hold space for you and listen. Absolutely. And it's difficult to find that. However, there has to be a time where you come to the point where you, you want to be constructive with your life. And you don't overdo it. If all that happens is everybody and their dog is holding space for you and listening and listening and listening, some people that do that, they're looking for evidence. They're not looking for you to hold space for them. They're looking for you to validate them that they're right and the other person's wrong. That, yes, I really am a victim. The other person is terrible and they're victimizing you. That's what they're looking for. That's not healthy. That's very, very different than holding space for somebody just so that they can feel that they are heard. Feeling that they are heard and that their voice matters is very different from reinforcing the victim mentality. And it's a fine line. It is a fine line. I'm not, I don't know where to draw that line. It is a tough one. The victim mentality is a very strong negative mental state. Being in this state causes you to constantly lay blame or point fingers at others. Victims don't want to see that they can actually choose to not be a victim. Unconsciously, they want the sympathy, the attention of others, and the affirmation from others that they are victims, and therefore special. Being aware of the victim mentality will cause it to melt away inside you. Self-awareness is key. Being a victim is a notion that comes from the ego. And when you are aware of your ego, and the, the ego just disappears in proportion to your level of awareness. So the higher your level of awareness, the lower the strength of the negative, negative ego, like the victim mentality. In all choices of positive over negative, you are choosing to be aware of your ego. The ego is always manifested by negative energy, and therefore it always has a negative effect on your life. The more aware that you are of the difference between positive and negative speech, actions, and mindsets, the more able you will be to choose the positive option. Every time you make the choice to be positive, every time, you are making a decision that is free of your ego. Choosing positive 
over negative is choosing happiness over misery. When you are happy, living a happy life, any lives you touch are lifted by your mere presence. When you are living in misery, you are bringing down anyone who comes in contact with you. The victim is always miserable, and the world is always against him. The victim sees enemies where there are only friends, and treachery where there is only compassion. The victim believes that the whole world revolves around them. If the victim gets a flat tire, the tire company sold me a faulty tire and they knew better. No, dude, it's just, it's just a flat tire. They just wanted to get rid of their defective stock. They saw me coming. They took advantage of me. No, that's not what happened. It's just a flat tire. If a non-victim gets a flat tire, the non-victim just sorts out the problem, moves on, doesn't think a lot about it. The non-victim is likely to not even bring up the flat story, um, the flat tire story to his or her spouse later on that day because it's a non-issue, just not a biggie. The victim, however, will add the flat tire to the long list of the other situations where he believes he was cheated. It always happens to me. If I didn't have bad luck, I'd have no luck at all, says the victim. The cumulative list of resentment is incredibly toxic and unhealthy to the victim. Even the physical health of the victim will be affected by the massive negative energy. Being in a constantly negative state diminishes the immune system, leaving victims susceptible to illness. It's not good. You feel rotten. Everything about it is bad. The unavoidable illnesses that are probably going to happen are then interpreted by the victim as proof. I told you I was a victim. I'm special. Everything happens to me because I'm so special. When you meet a victim, simply try to be aware that they are enslaved by their egos and they just don't know any better. If they knew better, they'd do better. They can't see the negative effects that are caused by their mindset. They can't see it. The victim cannot take responsibility for negative results, but only lay the blame on others. It's always somebody else. Somebody else is the asshole, never the victim. Negativity is blinding in all of its forms and manifestations. And there's nothing more negative that I'm aware of than the victim mentality. So that was a loosely written excerpt from a book I published about 10 years ago called Why Not Me? The Keys to Unlock Your Power and Release Your Potential. Want a couple of words for that book. And really, the self-help stuff that's in there that I did a buttload of research to be able to write that book. It is a huge part in PTSD recovery. I think my own survival is largely due in part to the fact that 10 years ago, I wrote this book. So by writing it, I had to do a pile of research, a bunch of reading of other personal development books, and I had to get into that positive headspace. I think that's why I'm alive today. I really do. So whether it's this book, something else, positive podcasts, Whatever it is, get yourself out of 
the victim mentality. Learn to take responsibility for your actions and your and your situation. It's not happening to you. It's happening around you. And it's not your fault. But it is your responsibility to make the positive choices. Sometimes shit just happens. And that's okay. That's life. How you choose to deal with it, that's on you. You can take the high road or you can take the low road. If you don't have skills to take the high road, learn them. Listen to shows like this and learn them. I am Mark Meinke. This is episode 19 of Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. And please, as always, share, share like the sugar bear, because sharing is caring, and it could save a life. Cheers. At Operation Tango Romeo, we are on a mission to save lives and relieve pain by making peer support for post-traumatic stress disorder easily accessible, with a vision of a world where finding help and support is simple and the path to recovery is clear. I am your OPSO, Mark Meinke, and this is Operation Tango Romeo, the Trauma Recovery Podcast. (laughs) 